This is a podcast for Functional Ecology, a British Ecological Society publication. Hello there, this is uh, Ken Thompson, one of the senior editors uh, from Functional Ecology. And I'm talking this morning to Sylvain Koch, who is um, Associate Professor at the Centre for Functional and Evolutionary Ecology in Montpellier in France. And Sylvain has two papers in the journal right now. And I'm hoping to have time this morning to talk to him about about both of them. Um, And the first one is called Litter Conversion into Detritivore Feces Reshuffles the Quality Control over C and N Dynamics During Decomposition. So can you, Sylvain, can you can you just tell me very briefly what you what you did in this paper and what was what were the main questions you were hoping to answer? Yes, of course. So this first paper led by François Xavier Joly. Uh, so it's based on the fact that in some ecosystems, macro detritivores, such as millipedes, for example, which we used in this study they ingest, in fact, large amounts of litter, but they also uh, reject large amounts of organic matter as feces. And for us, the broad goal of this paper and the other one too, is to have a more detailed mechanistic understanding of the decomposition process in, so in terrestrial ecosystems. And so to estimate the real contribution of these animals to the dynamics of organic matter and nutrients in general, we not only need to estimate how much they eat, but also to have a look at the the fate of these feces that they product. And so one of the, the main goal of this study was to see if these feces have a similar or a different dynamics than the litter that that the litter and to see if these two kind of organic matter are controlled by the same traits, the same characteristics of the organic matter or if they they are controlled by different things. So what we did is quite simple in fact in principles is that we fed millipedes with litter from European tree species, and we collected their feces. And then we conducted a decomposition experiment with the two types of materials, so litter and feces, and we compared their dynamics for carbon, the dynamics of carbon and nitrogen in these two kinds of material. And on this material, we also measured characteristics like chemical characteristics or physical things like compaction, size of the fragments, and surface of the fragments. And we explored how these traits could predict the dynamics of this material. So this one, this was the global idea of the paper. Mm-hmm. And what did you find? So, in fact, we, I would say we found three, three main results. Um, first, for the dynamics of the material themselves, we 
we saw, we observed that uh, more carbon was lost from the fecal pellets compared to the litter in the in 100 days of the within 100 days of decomposition. So, in other words, it seems that uh, in our study, at least, fecal pellets decompose more rapidly than litter did. And we also recorded, as I told you, uh, the nitrogen dynamics. And we observed that uh, fecal pellets released nitrogen, whereas in litter, we measured an immobilization of nitrogen. So this was relatively unexpected and relatively important result for us, which highlighted, highlighted the fact that macrodetritivores uh, could really indirectly by their transformation of the transformation of litter that they, they produce, uh, they could alter the change the dynamics of uh, nutrients by this by transforming this organic matter. And so finally, the last, I would say, important result we, we found here uh, is that uh, the decomposition of litter and of feces uh, were not controlled by the same characteristics, which this is what we present in the title when we say that litter conversion into feces reshuffles the quality control over carbon and nitrogen dynamic. So, in fact, if we synthesize a little bit that, it means that soil detritivores, they can quite drastically change the fate of organic matter. And with the in fact, the, the fate of organic matter is the combined effect of some characteristics of the litter, but also of the identity of the detritivore which consumed this litter. And so, in ecosystems where uh, these animals are abundant, which is not always the case, but where they are abundant, if we want to really understand the dynamics of carbon and nitrogen in ecosystems, we really need to take this transformation into account, not only to consider litter disappearance from the soil, from the floor, but also to consider what happens then, what happens to this transformed organic matter. And to we need to uh, understand which traits of the which characteristics of the fecal pellets or control uh, these dynamics okay so i guess it would be fair to say then that people who study um, litter decomposition only by looking at the um, by, by putting litter say in bags which people often do which exclude these detritivores they're actually not getting the whole story, are they? Exactly. They get one part of the story, which is important, and they they can capture the effect of microorganisms, which are, of course, extremely important. But there is, in, in the ecosystems where uh, animals are abundant, 
detritivores are abundant. I perfectly agree with what you said. They only consider one part of the of the story, and now there is a whole uh, avenue to explore this other part, which is the dynamics of the of this transformed organic matter. Okay, well that's really interesting. Can I can I just move on now to the the other paper that you have currently, I think, in press in functional ecology, yeah, exactly. which is um, which is really it's it's quite a different system, but it's exploring the same ideas, the same questions about litter and detritivores, and this one's called intraspecific variation in litter palatability to macroarthropods in response to grazing and soil fertility. Can you tell us what you and you were first author on this paper, unlike the previous one? What did you what did you do in that paper and what were you aiming to discover? Yeah, so as you say it's also exploring the role of detritivores on decomposition. That's also the main broad topic. But here what we did uh, is that we the broad framework here is to assess the functional consequences of intraspecific variation in plants and in litter for the the consumption so for ecosystem function in general in the broader framework but in our case we wondered whether intraspecific variation in litter quality could affect its palatability to detritivores uh, palatability being a measure of how attractive is litter as is a particular litter as as a food source for these animals and as a source of intraspecific variation here, we manipulated sheep grazing and fertilization, like two land use treatments, as drivers of litter quality. And so what we did is that we, we set up sheep exclosures, which prevent sheep from grazing, in, in a, our study site, which is traditionally grazed uh, in which is a place in southern France, which is traditionally grazed, and we set up these exclosures in areas without fertilization, but also in adjacent plots, in which have been fertilized, sorry, fertilized with nitrogen and phosphorus during many years. And then we simply we collected litter from two two plant species, two target plant species, which are common in all these conditions. And we set up a so-called cafeteria experiment, so in which binary choices of litter was, were offered to millipedes, again with millipedes. And so for in, these were mesocosms, microcosms, uh, in which uh, each choice consisted of litter from the same plant species, but which were sampled in different land use treatments. So this is why we explored specifically the effect of intraspecific variation uh, of litter on, on, on palatability and consumption. And so in very short, what we show, what we demonstrated here is that intraspecific variation in litter quality could in some in, in fact in one of the two species could affect uh, the 
the consumption of liter by millipedes. And so, with a little bit more details, we show that uh, the, the land use treatments we use had, had drastically distinct effects on the two plant species, on the litter of the two plant species. One of them was relatively unaffected in terms of quality and also in terms of consumption, whereas the other one uh, responded much more drastically. And in fact, in we are interested in these two treatments, these two fertilization and grazing treatments, because we can really product hypotheses. There have been theories explaining how these two factors can interact. And what we found here is that in unfertilized places, grazing had little effect on quality and consumption, whereas in more fertile plots, the litter sampled in grazed area was much more palatable, much more consumed by the treaty roles uh, than litter from the grazing exclusions. So, in fact, so studying intraspecific variation is not new, and in the past decades there have been many studies in trait-based ecology that measured that intraspecific variation was not negligible at all, was important, in particular in plants. But in fact, there have been relatively few studies who explored how this intraspecific variation can affect the functioning, the functioning of ecosystems and of soils in particular. And so here we, we show that, at least for some species, of, of course this needs to be extended, that this intraspecific variation should be taken into account also uh, for functional studies uh, because it, it seems to have important to affect in a very surprisingly important way. Uh, so here, uh, litter decomposition and consumption by organisms. Right. So, from the point of view of your uh, your millipedes, yeah. litter from uh, one of your species, the grass, I think, yeah, that you yeah. studied, which was both grazed and fertilized, yeah. was actually very different from litter ungrazed, unfertilized, much, much more palatable. Yes, exactly. And yeah. Yes, that's... Uh, yeah. So people so people really need to take that into account if they're interested in, in the dynamics of carbon and nutrients in these systems. It's not just... It's not just... It's no good just having an off-the-shelf value of the palatability of a species. That's yeah. exactly the kind of consequence of repercussion of our work yes that yeah. taking one one value for one species seems even for functional studies uh, seems to not to represent what will really happen in the field yeah yeah well that's really really interesting Sylvan it's been it's been great talking to you this morning about those two papers I'm sorry we can't spend any longer on this it would be it would be nice to but i hope i hope in future um that we'll see more of your work in functional ecology and i really look forward to it thank you very much okay thank you